It is hashtag MSW0605842250. It is across Metro FM, which is 96.4. And also Radio 2097.2200 FM. Hashtag MSW across all social media platforms. MSW at sabcsport.co.za. If you prefer the longer version of communication via an email. Marawa Sports Worldwide on Twitter and Instagram. Our communication, solid. And I'm sure uh, the communication that comes through from Cape Town City, though, is also solid. They've unveiled a new sponsor with the direct access coming on board with City for the uh, next three years. Other sponsors been involved in sport previously. And most notably in rugby, now the club boss John Komet is saying that uh, while in the past there have been difficulties in clubs attracting sponsors, he believes though uh, that if your product is attractive, the sponsors will come. And yeah, he joins me on the line. John, good evening. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm very, very good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well put out when you say that if your product is attractive, the sponsors will come. Direct access have come directly. How did you clinch this one? Well, I think, look, I always have a saying that uh, every money needs a home. And, uh, you know, you if you keep on doing the right things for the right purpose, so at some point you get some recognition for it. And if you surround yourself with smart people, um, you, you know, you finally get there. But I've got to, you know, take my hat off to direct access for making the bold step to coming to football. You know, they've been predominantly in rugby sponsorships. So for me, this is a, it's a victory for football. And I think it'll pave the way for many other corporates at their magnitude and uh, credibility to, to look at football as a realistic platform to enhance their brands and enhance their, their business. So I'm just delighted that we could convince one of the uh, Stalewart rugby sponsors to, to look at football and take a leap of faith with us. But what was that one issue, that one item that would have convinced them? Like you rightfully say, John, that traditionally uh, direct access, I would link them up with rugby. Uh, what was it about the product that Cape Town City are currently producing? Well, uh, you know, our, product, our, our ethos in, in our approach to, to our business is, is very similar. They, they, their objective in everything they do is to change the life of people for the better and give opportunity. And uh, football is no different. You know, we give a platform, we put out a decent uh, uh, show, we put out a platform for, me, for young kids, young players, aspiring footballers to, to make a career of, of football and, and change their lives. I mean, if you take a player like uh, Zuki, who last season was playing in amateur football at the age of 23, he got missed by all the scouts, and three weeks ago he was in the starting lineup against Kaiser Chiefs. So... You know, that kind of turnaround of hope and chance to, to players is similar to what uh, the intention of, of uh, direct access is in, in the way they do their financial services. Now, three years is what it says, over three years. What are they looking to gain? I mean, obviously, we understand from Cape Town City, but from direct access over the three years, what are they mainly looking at reaching out to or gaining? Well, just being on your show tonight, uh, Rob, is in itself the beginning of opening up a network that uh, that they can access. Powerful. Football is a very powerful medium, and it mustn't be underestimated. It talks to the masses, it talks to the to the public, to the larger public, and uh, and you know, with a very few clever moves, uh, corporates can get a lot of exposure and instant recognition. 
and our football supporters are loyal. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Chiefs or if it's uh, Ajax or if it's uh, Cape Town City that carries the sponsor. There's a sense of, well, at least you're in football with us. And uh, that is what sponsors should be looking at because it's true, it happens, and, and they will get the extra mileage and they will get the extra business that they're looking for by being associated with the game. Now, obviously, you've you got major sponsors now that are part of your team. John, you obviously Sport Pesa is there. Um, in terms of where you align them, where you position them as far as your jersey is concerned, uh, Sport Pesa still remains your, your, your jersey sponsor. Where does Direct Access fall in? Direct Access is our official financial services sponsor, and uh, they will be on our sleeve and obviously on other platforms like the perimeter boards. Um, and... Uh, so that that is kind of the second level of, of sponsorship that a club has. We only have two platforms on our jersey where we can get sponsorship, and that's the front of the jersey and the sleeve. So, you know, every club should have that. And, uh, you know, I, I would be always willing to talk to anyone to, to assist in, in any way because I think the more funds that can be brought into football, the bigger the game will grow. That's very important. When you talk about financial services providers, uh, John, it reminds me of so many different shows that we've had uh, where football players, ex-football players, find themselves in financial difficulty post their playing days. Is this something now that you would want to link up with all of your players that are registered uh, with uh, Cape Town City to enroll, to sign up, to have some form of relationship with direct access to help them, not now, but when they are done with football? I think uh, uh, financial savvy is important for players. We we run we've run one or two seminars with our players, and uh, I think there's a great opportunity for direct access to assist at least our players to understand finance and to see how they can, you know, protect their their funds and and look after and put some kind of program in their future to to ensure that they don't end up with nothing at the end of of the road. So. Uh, for me, it's a critical thing. I think that should be done on a bigger scale at, uh, at football and, and on the PSL level. And we have so many financial institutions involved with, uh, with our league, and uh, we should open those channels to our players. How would you best want to do it, though, John? Because you, you would know, as, as football players, especially these days where instant gratification is so great, uh, posting new set of wheels on social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, etc., really means a lot. So people are, are worried about little things or maybe big things that mean very little in terms of long-term gain. So when you have something like this, do you put it out to your players that, listen, 50 rand, I'm going to take directly from your salary and I'll put it into something of an investment scheme or will do something with those sponsors so that you might not realize that now it will be minimal as far as your, your your salary is concerned. But believe you me, once you've retired and you realize that, oh, I've got a little pocket that's been put aside, it will mean so much more. Are you conventionally one of those bosses that look at yeah, doing that? We, we've already done that. We we we, uh, we have offered uh, uh, platforms for our players to look at investing and putting aside a certain amount that they can manage from the kind of wage package that they get. So that is critical. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an instinct that players, the first thing they want to do is buy a, a nice fancy car because uh, that's your indication that you're rich. But I keep on saying to them, do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? Because there's a big difference. Yeah. Wealthy means that you can sustain yourself beyond the years of football. So 
that's the kind of message we try and put across, and uh, I'm very uh, confident that with direct access and their expertise, and they'll have top people in the organizations that can lend us a lot of advice to, to our players. So we're very happy to have them on board. It's a great indication to us that we're doing something right because they're a big corporate, and, uh, you know, we continue the show. Show's looking good. Have you been hassled since about your Sport Pest sponsorship? No, I think uh, there is there is uh, some direction that the league has taken regarding that, and uh, we're still waiting for a, a process to be followed, and uh, the, the leadership of the chairman, there's some interesting things that may develop for other clubs to also benefit from the same platform in the same category. You're saying that the league has moved to what to change the some of the uh, the, the rules. No, there, there is there, there is a lot of uh, discussions around how that how we can include uh, the possibility of betting companies within the league and still keep the league's integrity with the, the rights that they want to to have in terms of betting rights. Uh, remember, the league won the case against Vidani uh, regarding the, our intellectual property. So it's important that. Um, that we get to this point because there's a lot of money out there from these companies that are willing to spend it in football. It happens all over the world. It's happening in the UK on a major scale, the Spain, La Liga. There's no reason why South African football can't benefit from the same category or betting category. But you're in no danger of losing your sponsorship and you're in no danger of forfeiting your status. Uh, that would be purely my opinion, so I'd rather leave it to the fact that there's progress. Yeah, yeah. Positive progress. I think so, yes. The league, are you taking it? No, I don't know. It's, uh, I think we left it too late. Uh, one or two small, small results at home, which we should have done a lot better then. And, uh, you know, but I must say also, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit uh, disheartened with a lot of the, the things that I see in the social media, especially the ones that attack uh, our chairman and uh, our CEO as much that they are in a position that they've been put by ourselves. There's no chairman in the league out of the 32 clubs, but NSB and PSL, that didn't vote for the structure. So, you know, we, we, we vote for the structure, we say nothing, and then when it doesn't suit us, we complain. So I'm perturbed about that because there may well be a better structure. I'm not saying there isn't, but this is what we have. It worked fantastically. We all have had a fantastic run in the way our television rights are out there and uh, the kind of money that we get uh, funded with on a yearly basis, PSL clubs. There's a lot of European countries that don't have anything yet. And, uh, you know, to just turn on our own when it doesn't suit us is is not right. We have structures in place to deal with matters of rules. And at the end of the day, there's FIFA. If there's a FIFA rule that says somebody can't do something, then don't do it. Because my knowledge in 24 years is that you will not, you will not get around it, not mm. FIFA. So, you know, to blame uh, uh, this and to blame the refs and that the refs are being uh, influenced, I think is really uh, disheartening. Because um, if, you, if you do a little bit of homework, you'll see that a large portion of our refs are actually new referees in this league. You know, we, we've had games that they've only been in the middle for two or three games, and they make mistakes. There's a lot of pressure up there. There's, 
characters. You know, you can imagine now, he has a ref and it's the first game he ever co- uh, refs and it's a big game. He's going to make mistakes. So to me, let's rather look at how we're going to get VAR in place. Let's help our refs. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. You know, it's easy to trash things because, you know, you just, your point of view is different because it doesn't suit you. But every single person, every single chairman that is involved in this league voted for the structure that exists now. But if, no, if, if you look at a situation, John, like, uh, for example, the Vitz goal, which is a clear goal, you don't need, never, never mind I, VAR. Can I'm I a, remind you, can I yeah. remind you, Rob? Yeah. There was a free kick and a penalty awarded against Cape Town City with Vitz. Yeah, the way they, fa- Murray, where they faked Murray, a penalty. Where they faked a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Himself. 100%. We've and dealt I, with that, yeah. So, so, so what I'm saying is that in that instance, they got, they got a penalty, they got a goal. And we got a yellow card. In this instance, they lost. So I'm, I'm saying to you, the rest need help. How do we get VAR here? Let's be proactive. But they had no earpieces even. They had no communication on the day. That's a simple let's, thing. Let's, we don't have vanishing cream. You know, let's challenge these, but let's not automatically say that these guys are sorting out these guys in the background so that this, this guy gets that result because he wants him relegated. That's a lot of nonsense. Yeah. I, I've been around long enough. And I can tell you that, that that's the, that's the easy way out when 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 things don't suit you. We, but but isn't isn't that just very quickly, John? Isn't that a result again of of delayed justice, where you got a case from October only being presided on now, but there there are also inconsistencies in terms of the application of the law? Look, uh, in a sense, I blame ourselves because we do get these situations coming up at the end of the season, and our structures are such maybe that we don't have this this urgency that we have people that are available that they can hear a hearing literally back to back 48 hours later and that not that we need to fix that we need to fix that nobody does anything about it nobody talks about it until it's a problem now you try and get the judiciary to work a bit quicker it doesn't suit you that happens after the game so now everybody's playing games in the background that's what what people are getting accused of it's not that let's take a look at ourselves and say right how do we do it that it doesn't happen like that Within a seven-day period, all matters must be resolved. And employ people or, or uh, co-opt people and, and, and top professionals and, and top advocates and lawyers that become available. We have a pool of them, okay, a bigger pool than we have, so that there's always somebody available that can hear a, hear a matter and resolve it. It's mm. so important for, the national, for, for our national sport. It is so important. I've got an important question for you. I've got to take a quick break, John. Let, let me get your reaction and remark after this very, very short break, if you don't mind. Uh, and then we'd close it off as far as that is concerned. It is Metro. It's Radio 2000. Mr. John Comites. There's far more money in it if the clubs get the sponsors themselves, and then we'll have five, six clubs with sponsorships for these betting companies, and I think it'll prop up the league nicely. So I can't have another club chairman telling me I can't get the sponsorship unless he says to me because of rule X, Y, Z. So I'm still waiting for that rule. In my opinion, they pick this up halfway, and they said, well, you know, we're interested in the part that you, you were out of order, and you were defined by still playing with the thing when we gave you an order not to. 
And if they gave me an order to play with 10 men, must I play with 10 men? So it's fine to get an order from the BRG when everybody in there has got an interest whether I have or haven't got a sponsorship. Football can only grow when you put all our heads together in order to improve it. Yes, there are rooms and areas for improvement in terms of managing also the, the, the league so that it becomes more efficient, the marketing side of the league in certain instances, but it all costs money. So let's bring it in. Hashtag NSW. Hashtag NSW. Well, it all costs money, so let's bring it in. The words then, when we had a conversation with uh, John Comitia's Cape Town City boss, who is on the line, uh, we've been chatting all things to do with the new sponsorship with Direct Access, and obviously just winding the conversation down with current affairs of football, and obviously things not seemingly uh, ending on a positive note. I mean, John, would, would you say the structures around how the DC is structured good? Because, again justice has to be meted out almost immediately. I think my uh, my instant answer to you would be that I think that there is not a big enough panel of different uh, uh, adjudicators for these DCs. It's the same three, four guys, and I think that needs to be reviewed. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that we also need to have guys that are on that panel that are available so that these delays do not happen. It can be so frustrating. I understand exactly how uh, Mr. Espacio must be feeling at the moment, that he can, can't get an answer before he plays the game on the weekend. But, um, you know, so, so there's a lot of room for improvement, but uh, the most important is that there are rules. And the rules start at FIFA, and you just need to apply the rules, especially when you have a, a, a structure that has a, a chairman involved in, in, in the management and in, 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 on the board by our own choice. And I repeat that by our own choice. So, so therefore, the rules need to stand out and, 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 and guide us. And you need to have the adjudicators out there and the, the panels that are out there that are competent to deal with these rules that they can make determination uh, independently. I have a, I don't know, I have a suspicion that not everybody is au okay with all of these rules, though, John. I, I, I get a feeling. For example... You had justice meted out very, very quickly and very swiftly in your Celtic Cape Town City game where you got three points and three goals, um, you know, that were handed over to Cape Town City. Uh, there's a feeling from somebody, for example, Kevin Hunt, who feels that that game should have been replayed. I, I, can, I can understand what he says. And if you notice, I made no comment about the outcome and I made no comment about any of the hearings that may or may not happen. I waited for the league to take its uh, its course, the way it's been structured to do so, and I'll refer to FIFA rules. And if you look at the FIFA rules and the CAF rules, they're quite clear, a lot more clear than our rules. So, uh, and the FIFA, both FIFA and CAF, categorically say that the points should be awarded if the home team cannot provide security to complete a game and the game is abandoned. So, you know, in the absence of having a structure that is completely independent, Again, I say by our own choice. The rules is the only thing we can rely on. And, but then we need the custodian of the rules, the guys that decide on which rule applies and doesn't. They need to be available. They need to be strong. And they need to be a panel that is quite big so that we don't have the same guys repeating uh, week after week and coming for these hearings. And some of them are pretty exhausted. So um, to me, that's, that's the way we should improve things in the short term and then look at uh, ourselves and decide what we think is, is right going forward. Should you have a full-time CEO? Yeah, I think uh, in the long run, that is the intention. How long is um, the long run? 
Well, to me, the only thing I've been very satisfied with is that this is the first time we've seen the most amount of revenue coming through the league because everything has been monitored. For the first time, somebody who understands our business knows what to look for. Were you There's losing revenue before? Money was squandered on things you have no idea of. Like what? We, we had um, 1.6 million rand on suits. Suits for what? From some previous CEO. He decided that everybody needed to get suits. Suits so for what? He bought suits that were actually worth about 700,000 rand, and we spent 1.6 million on them. Suits for who? Things like that. Suits for all the clubs. That happened some, some years ago. These are small things along the way. And then you realize that, you know, you, you've got to have people that understand what the clubs are looking for. The clubs are looking for funding. So we can't squander money on things that are not important, especially when you end up paying double the price. There were graphics done for, you know, the graphics that you see just before cup games and that. In the millions, we cut that, that amount down to a third of that for the same quality graphics by just doing a little bit more homework. So we've got to give credit to the current acting CEO. So, but that's and, why I'm and, saying that should she not be full time, or well, how how would it work? I mean, would it not I'll, be? I'll go to sell her club and, and 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 take it on because I certainly would would like her to be there. But uh, at the same time, what I'm saying is that I'm not. Uh, there could be some better system. There could be a better way of doing things. But this is the the system we we decided on. All us club chairmen. Yeah. So. Uh, we need to now be, be, be uh, 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 looking at it and saying either we need to change it if we're not happy with it, or at least let us put the, the systems around there to ensure the things that are happening now, that there's no decisions made in time and things like that don't happen. Shouldn't a lot of the club bosses be similar to yourself in terms of approach, be open for criticism when it's there, and also be open for praise? I mean, we, we started off phoning John Committers to praise him, we ended up obviously talking about the business of the day, which is equally very important, but which has somewhat, which would be seen as a negative stance, but which is very important because there would be things that I would observe, other listeners would observe and say, but why is the league doing this? But where is the league's marketing? Why is the PR? Where is this? Why aren't we excited about our own league the way that we should? Think about that, John, and we'll call you up again next time. I am flat out of time, and once again, congratulations. I just, uh, thank you. I just need to thank Direct Access uh, because they've really been marvellous to join football, and uh, I think they'll be pleasantly happy with, uh, with the decision they made. How much? Uh, it's, it's, it wasn't even about that. It was getting a good corporate to be involved. Yeah, don't worry, John. Just tell me how much. It's fine. We'll end the interview. <laughs> thank you, Rob, for calling me. I appreciate it. How much? It's a good, it's a good number. How I'm much? Satisfied. Thank you. How much? Thank you, Rob. How much, sir? Are you, no, you're not going to. Are you going to hang up on me now? How much? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm not going to tell you either. Is it a secret? It's just the right thing to do. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rob. Because of time, I'll let you go. Thank you so much, John Committers. Divulging nothing about direct access financially. Thank you so much for being part of the journey.